My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Good morning, video games. Welcome once again to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games, hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselo, and with me, as always... It's Ben Vanell here. Cheers, Tommy. We've all got beers today. Cheers to you, and cheers to our third co-host, Adam Knox. Uh, and happy birthday to us all. We're five years old. How do mm. we feel? I don't feel a day over four personally. <laughs> I'm out of stock. Sorry, I can't. I can't contribute to this particular <laughs> conversation because I've, my website's crashed and I'm not available anymore. But I've been in the queue for hours waiting to say happy Fuck birthday off. to you, Knox. HTTP <laughs> error, motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck oh, you. What? <laughs> Sign up for January, cunt. <laughs> I'm out. Oh. I guess I'll talk to yep. you in 2021. Yep. <laughs> it is our birthday, though, as, as a podcast. We started this, what, uh, five years and three days ago? Fuck yes. me, that's gone quick. And it's only yeah. going to get yeah. worse from here. Yeah. <laughs> Death approaches, boys. Ep1, what was Ep1? Uh, Metal Gear Solid and Mad Max. I believe were what we yeah. and focused in on Mario Maker One as well. I believe. I th- yeah. I think uh, I I only owned a Wii U. Why? Yeah. <laughs> why? Why? Why did you yep. guys want to start a video games podcast with me when that was the only thing I was bringing to the table? <laughs> I don't think any of our listeners picked up on the fact that you were pretty Nintendo heavy, though. So I think it's all right. We got yeah. away with it. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like our focus of for the show initially wasn't the actual games we owned at all. It was just having fun. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. shut up, boys. In the news this week, we've got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but, it, uh, uh, yeah, it's been a good five to, years. Uh, yeah, thanks to everyone who yeah. uh, who 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 listens. Whether it's um, you know whether you've been there from day one or whether you uh, you know come along recently, uh, we do very much appreciate it. We probably in uh, in in any other timeline, we we mm. may have. Um, done some kind of big fifth uh, birthday spectacular but uh, the idea was floated in the group chat earlier this week and uh, as we are all in week 12 of a grueling lockdown in Melbourne we all decided that we absolutely cannot be fucked committing to an hour-long <laughs> piece of comedy performance yes and uh, just having a general chat about it being the birthday seemed like um, the uh, the best option for us all mentally th- at the moment even yeah. even more than not being able to be fucked I think we have a responsibility not to put that sort of energy onto people right now because right. <laughs> like yeah I I would have loved to have done a live show or something I would love to do yeah. more live shows again. I would love to do some more shit in rooms with other human beings. <laughs> but, you know, more more to go of this. Yeah. So and that's okay. I'm positive today. I'm feeling good. I'm <laughs> I'm 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 nostalgic about the past. Yes. But in a way where I'm looking at it again through modern eyes and making a, a sort of a reimagination of the past <laughs> come to fruition in front of us, which would surely be if someone were to do that, to take the past some of your yes. best memories about the past mm-hmm. and then present them to you again in modern clarity, surely mm. that would be across the board an enjoyable experience. Certainly surely. if you bring a positive attitude to it. 
Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you put your best foot forward and really put some effort into trying to be as make as positive an experience as you could out of that exp- mm. out of that concept. Anyway, Super Mario 3D All-Stars came out this week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, do you want to talk about that for a bit or do you want to do the news first? Because we do, uh, that's the other thing about not doing a, uh, a, a, um, an extended bit for this birthday episode is that we actually, there's a lot to get through this week, mm. both in news and releases. Yeah, it feels like the video um, games industry has given us the gift of fucking heaps of shit to talk about. Um, which is very much appreciated, as you guys said. We're all yeah. pretty much at, at, at or close to the end of our tether. Like we, I think we talk very like uh, jokingly about the lockdown, but oh, it's really been difficult. Um, let me uh, let me tell you, like it's our fifth birthday as a podcast, but it was also my thirty first birthday as a human being over the weekend. Yeah, and I t- if that did not give me a bunch of the present I got there was some shit to talk about in the future yeah. with therapists. <laughs> Okay, yeah. yeah, it's been a yeah. fucked up year for everybody and we're just aware of it. If you want to help us out, you can jump on our Patreon if you like. <laughs> Weird time to bring it up, but it's that's also possible. Yes. <laughs> that's a great way of framing it. The one thing that'll make us not depressed from this lockdown is you getting on our Patreon and giving us money. Why not? Why not work in a callous plug? Um, it's uh, right off it's the bat honest. I, I, I'll be damned if it's not true. I'm, uh, That'd be, if, like, if, if real people did that, if like George Clooney was on a press junket for a movie and he's like, I'm fucking depressed, so can you come and see... <laughs> Whatever movie I'm putting out at the moment, I just you know, need I'll... a bit of. I need the bonus, and I need it. some loving. <laughs> I would respect it. I'd, I'd be like, man, I love the Clune Dog. I don't want him to feel down. And if yeah. my, if my twenty five bucks is what scares away the black dog from mm-hmm. the old from the old Clunarooney, then fucking, I'm getting out there. <laughs> The How well do you know it's George Clooney that you're calling <laughs> yeah. him Clooney? <laughs> I call him George. Yeah, um, but I call him Mr. Clooney. Thank oh. you. Mm. Um, uh, do we want to do yeah, Mario we, uh, first? I feel like we'll talk about it for a little bit. I'm kind of more interested in talking about the news. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's there's like, not a ton to say. There's not a hell of a lot to say about it. Yeah, like it's. It's three we'll old games that were absolute classics and you buy them in a pack and like personally, so you guys know I, I haven't played these certainly growing up. I think I might've tried Sunshine when we did a big Mario bonus episode and didn't really like it then. Um, surprise, surprise, Mario 64 does not hold up. <laughs> the controls are bad. It, there's no you know nostalgia there for me. There's no... There's just nothing attached to it, so it's yep. not. It wasn't a fun experience. Sunshine um, controls great, I, and I think if you're into the specific mechanics of it, then you'll love it. But again, I wasn't that into it. Uh, and Galaxy is great. I, I, it's the one I expected to like, and it's fantastic. It feels honestly like a modern game. It's got this great visual style. It's it looks polished. It's high res. Like it really, you know, it could have been. A Mario Odyssey DLC pack or something, um, and it's fantastic. Great score. I'm sure you guys agree with mm. that. Like the music is is primo in it. Um, but I don't know. Like uh, I guess I'm happy that I bought it because it was a limited edition. But I don't know that yeah. I'll keep playing it. But I don't I know. Like, if you isn't this the case with like, all re-releases? Like, yeah, it's an old game. So if you want to play it, you will. And if you don't, you won't. This one is a little more. And also, I <laughs> I love how that. Pretty comprehensive review of the game started with the sentence, should we talk about Mario yet? I don't know. Let's do <laughs> But I kind of agree-ish with what you're saying. I don't think Mario 64 is bad now. I think it's bad on the Switch because specifically of the difference between the N64 analog stick and modern analog sticks. There's less throw right. on modern ones. And the controls are so tuned for that controller. This is just my layman's opinion, but it felt mm. weird to play as someone who's played Mario 64 probably five or six times fully through over the years. Like, I feel like I'm relatively familiar with that game, and it just doesn't mm. feel quite right in this version, even though it's like accurately emulated. So, right, I, my impression is that it's to do with the controller, and they're all yeah, they're they're good games still in their 
whatever version you play them in, really. Like, they are fundamentally good games. But this package that they're in is pretty half-assed. And that's sort of disappointing. When you compare it to, like, the Crash or the Spyro remasters Mm. that they did where they, you know, went through and it's the same game underneath, but they redid the graphics and they gave you something modern. And it was at a lower price point than this is, too. Like, this is the exact same package. It's three games put into one Mm. and remastered, but it's for a higher price and with less effort, really, put in. And I would say that all three of these games, largely because of the controls, because Galaxy, you have to be sitting on the couch and using the um, Joy-Cons for, really, because you need to point often. Mm. And and there's motion controls as a key part. Uh, Sunshine used the analog triggers on the GameCube pretty... Um, pretty thoroughly, and I just feel like all of them control better on their original systems, and all of them look not different enough with the higher resolution to make it the better place to play any of them. That being said, no, not many people have a Wii and a sixty-four right. and copies of <clears throat> yeah, all that's these games. The thing, yeah, the the convenience, and and it's like a, a relative convenience, absolutely, but. For me, it's like I was never going to really try these games in any other format. Like right. maybe I would have emulated them for uh, just to have an opinion for a, a podcast that happened several years ago, sure. But, <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to buy a GameCube, so I was never going to have a legitimate experience as a developer intended. Now, this still might be a compromised experience, but for me it's like, well, you know, I'm buying the Nintendo release of these to give it a yeah. go. So that it's convenience kind of, is 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 worth an amount of money, I guess. Yes. I think it is as Nintendo tends to do a little overpriced. Um, not that that's sure. assuaging Nintendo of any responsibility for gouging people like that, but <laughs> it's not a surprise. And all of all three of these games, if like on a hacked switch, so it's not official, but just technically, they all can be emulated better than this emulates them in some respects. Like Mario mm. can be sixteen by nine. Uh, all of them can run at like 60 frames a second and shit with it. Like, so it's it's just, it's not, all of these games are fucking great. And if you've not played them or if you're having an itch and this is the easiest way for you to play them, you will get exactly what they have put on the tin. But it's a shame that it feels a bit like a missed opportunity, but with things like not including Galaxy 2 or really fundamentally doing much at all to these games. Mm. Yeah, I mean, even if you just accept the fact that they, that these aren't re- that these aren't going to be remade. Even if you're fine with that, that they're just straight up ports, just the lack of polish in the menu screens and the and the box art and everything around just the presentation of it is so underwhelming mm. and disappointing. And I think like the just like yeah, the games themselves I I'm not really I've never really gotten too deep into emulating things like beyond just playing something for maybe half an hour out of curiosity i don't really want i like i i would always much prefer to play some form of official release on a console Mm. um if it's if it's available to me and i do think that playing galaxy especially with the pro controller i would much rather do that than with the wii remote on an original wii i think it looks good upscaled i think it um I think the gyro controls work really well in place of the Wii remote. And you it's know, it's just this the package- pointing. It's the pointing at the star bits that is the one thing that it really suffers with not having an easy way to do without an actual pointer in your hand. To collect uh, them all. I, man, honestly, moving the pro controller around, I found that fine. I found that way better than I did. I, I played uh, it mainly in handheld, so that is the, the right. Yeah, right, I mean, that's the yeah. one thing about it. It's it's so. You, in handheld, you use the touch screen instead, and it's great that that's that that is an option. But that's it's it's not the best way to play it. Like I no, was it- away from my TV over the weekend, so I just focused on playing Sunshine because I dipped into Galaxy for a second in handheld mode and went, I don't want to do it this way. I want right. to wait until I'm in front of the TV. So, uh, yeah, if they if they had have done a full uh, remaster remake of it it's probably something that they 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 would have looked at how to maybe strip that functionality out or completely reimagine the way that that works but um as a yeah as a substitute it's just not as good on the 
handheld. But this is the thing. I mean, if this was a complete Mario 3D game package and it had Galaxy 2 in it, all of a sudden that goes from, you know, you're you're now buying this double pack of these two great Galaxy games and, you know, 64 and Sunshine being a bit of a – just an added bonus. Mm -hmm. But as it is, I mean, I I think that Galaxy doesn't – Galaxy to me is is great. I really sunk into it last night. It's it's one of my favorite games. I haven't played I Sunshine or Galaxy since they first came out. So right. Galaxy I haven't played for yeah, 13 years. It doesn't really show its age much other than some slight UI things and there's some motion controly um uh levels that certainly if they remade them I think they would reconsider. Um 64, I'm not really interested in them remastering because I think that it's it's great, but it's 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 been moved on from so much that I don't mm. think that a great deal would be uh, would be gained from completely you know redesigning and remaking those levels. I think the really disappointing one is Sunshine. It's I'm I'm really enjoying it. I think it's such a fun and different aesthetic, but it does have enough about it that is a little hard to get on with and a mm. little janky that it is the one in this package that it's it's a shame that it of all of them doesn't get the full treatment of being completely remade because i think it's the one that would really really shine from it because i think shine was (laughs) he's done it it. mate five years (laughs) (laughs) i think it famously was pretty rushed out like i think they were really under the pump getting it done and there are some things about it that that really stick out as glaring and i think it's such an interesting um aesthetic and and visual design and yeah, I mean, it is hard to not be disappointed about uh, a, a lot of th- the fact that this wasn't um, a remake or a remaster or anything, especially when I only remembered the other day at the end of Mario Odyssey, you unlock this secret area where you're mm. at uh, a complete remake of Princess Peach's Castle from Mario 64, which I think a lot of people at the time took to mean like, oh, maybe they're considering doing like a full remake. Maybe that's the, you know, it, it did seem to hint that that was something that they were maybe looking into doing. So, yeah, it's it's hard not to feel bummed about it, but it is what it is. It's, it's yeah, it's just straight up the easiest way for you to get these three games. Mm. Um, yeah, Sunshine has never been re-released officially in any way since it came out on the GameCube, which is, you know, kind of bizarre for a company that does love doing its remakes and its remasters and its ports over and over and over again. Um, if, yeah, you know it's, what's weird, though, is like... I, I agree with you that, like, these are not bad versions of these games. They're almost yeah. the same. The differences are pretty minute, ultimately. Mm. It is weird that they didn't even, like, increase the draw distance of pop-in stuff for 64. Like, there'll still be co- yeah. coins in the distance. of pop- Like, things that, like, with a bit more, you know, scrubbing at the dirt, you could fix up on a modern mm. system. Yeah. But <clears throat> I mean, if that's these the three thing, games even- had come out separately for a more reasonable price or even together for a more reasonable price this would be a very Mm. different story but when it's a full price game that is giving you what feels like a pretty like they've filtered out some textures to make them look better and stuff like that but it's about as bare bones as you could do this so just that price point that is higher than even what nintendo has charged for similar before if these had all come out on like a virtual console type of thing it wouldn't Mm. have cost this much altogether so it just feels weird from that so they're, they're charging as though they'd done stuff to these games, but they haven't. That's really all it yeah. is. They're still great games. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, even that's the thing, like going into it and even being like, okay, they, this is what it is. They're not, they're not mm. remakes. You've just got to accept them what they are. It still is incredibly hard not to think about what could have been. And, and yeah. you know, maybe, uh, you know, this is Nintendo who they never really have transparency with stuff like this. So we probably will never know whether they you know, internally were consider the, considering the idea of doing a bit more spitting. But you know what it reads as to me? Like the the right down to the menu screens, it's all so bare bones that it almost seems to me like they the rumour of this package started going around in March that they were going to do this. 
And it almost reads like they weren't going to do it then, but then they saw that and mm. went, wow, that's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> like everything about the design of the cover, the design of the menus is so quickly, you know, when you load up one of the games and you just get this like little clip art of like an in-game mm. asset on this white screen that just says loading. It's all so low rent that it really does look like mm. it was slapped together in about a week, which is which is just such a... And it, it, the timed release thing makes it seem like <laughs> they're pulling it from shelves because they're a little ashamed of how slapdash <laughs> the whole like package wrapped it is. Like, or who knows? But, like the fact that their emulation team worked and like got really good Nintendo sixty four GameCube and Wii emulators going on the Switch. Like all of the none of these games are buggy, and all the uprising yeah. stuff looks fine. I'm not super fussed about that type of thing personally most of the time, mm. so it doesn't pop out to me visually as much as it seems to for some other people is like, wow, this looks incredible now. Um, it looks the same ish, but like, it's all, all that stuff for, for, for the, if you, if you were to tell them, Hey, emulate this game at a higher resolution, they've done that. Well, it's just, yeah, that that's yeah, not really totally. enough uh, to me to be a good value proposition for this product. But I'm also someone who's played all three of these games to death. So I know I'm not really the person who they're sort of shooting for, or maybe I should be, I don't know, like... I, I think you should. That That's mm. the way I'm sort of starting to view it, is that this really is meant to be a celebration of Mario. It's not mm. meant to be a proper AAA release that they're putting out to get properly reviewed. And, you know, this is something that you get when you fucking go to Super Nintendo World and you get it in a show bag. Right. Or level a of, celebration, like, like you said, of Mario. Like a party yes. for Mario. A Mario... <laughs> <laughs> Soiree. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But I, that's what it feels like. If this feels like a collector's edition item. Like it could have been a figurine. It could have been right. a fucking duvet yeah. cover. But it happens to be three of the greatest 3D platformers of all time with nothing done to change them slapped into a Nintendo Switch cartridge. And, and in some ways made yeah. less palatable to me because... Maybe it's in my mind, but I don't think anything is that they play worse than on their original formats, which again aren't necessarily accessible easily, but right. they just don't quite feel that they Mario games especially are so designed for the controller of the system that they come out on. Yeah. The 3D yeah. ones in particular, that it's really noticeable. It's not it's been noticeable the same thing if I've emulated Mario 64, which I've done with like an mm. Xbox 360 controller. It feels wrong. There's there's right. yeah, yeah. minutiae to the movement that made it so good at the time because all those games are just about movement that mm. you know it it it's not quite there. But it's not terrible. But yeah. I, you know. I think I think what my <laughs> what I'm getting at though is that these are for fans of Mario, right. not in the terms of like people who've played every Mario game, but in in the terms of people who will like everything Mario branded that is released. <laughs> you right. know, like this is mm. this is for a, a fan, a fanboy rather than a, a fan. A fan I reckon. Man. <laughs> <laughs> fan man, sure. Yes, it's our fifth birthday. We're all men now. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think that's what it is, it, uh, and like that doesn't mean it's immune to criticism, of course. Or even, you know, just pointing out the fact that it slightly probably doesn't meet the cost <laughs> attached to it. But I think that's what it's for. You know when, like, a really good movie comes out on a DVD and there's no commentary or, like, came out on mm, a DVD back in the right, day? Right. And it was just, like, a pretty bad print of it. There was artifacting and the blacks on yeah. it and all that sort of stuff. I, I, I'm not super into that sort of thing, but I remember that happening a bunch. This is that. It's a pretty totally. low-rate transfer of very very good films yeah yeah, yeah i think yeah. uh i think i'm that audience that you were talking about ben like i loved yeah, all sure. these games i haven't gone back to them since so i'm able to sit down with them relatively fresh and yeah i i do think it is a huge shame that they didn't do more but i spent a couple of hours playing galaxy last night and none of that mattered to me because mm -hmm. once once i was in the middle of it i was like this is fantastic. It looks great. I, I I personally don't have an issue with the um with the controls on the Switch Pro controller. I thought it felt great. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, you know, we've talked about this for twenty minutes now, and I think everyone listening either wants this <laughs> game and has it, or is 
has no interest. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you if Agreed. you want this, you got it day one. And like yeah. I was doing some looking up of uh, press but about five this years, of, of reviews and stuff. Five years <laughs> has given us the sense to know that people will want that, but given yes. us the confidence to do it anyway. <laughs> yes. People will want us to shut up, but we say to them, "Hey, okay, soon." <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was looking up uh, reviews of it earlier in the week and uh, mm. I thought it was very, um, I thought that, you know, the most telling uh, 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 piece of press is uh, IGN didn't even, didn't do a review of it. They did an analysis of it because they right. just went, well, yeah, we're not going to sit here and review Mario 64, mm. you know, in 2020. We're just going to talk about, how, you know, how these emulations work on the system and, and yeah. yeah, that's, that's. That's all that it is. So um, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 having a lot of fun with it. I would I would love to live in a world where, yeah, there's um the world of sunshine is revisited. Maybe in a like if there's an Odyssey sequel, there's a you know that 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 uh, location gets a gets a look in or something because I think that that would look fantastic in mm. high def. But um, but yeah, um, that's yeah. probably all we need to say. Good games below market standard remasters. Now, we have learned after five years that we have to talk about more than just Nintendo, otherwise people <laughs> give us bad iTunes reviews. So, <laughs> thankfully, this week, fuck, we are stacked with news. Should we go Monster to Microsoft Hunter next? Nintendo Direct. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Okay, let's do, what, it's like a good 35 minutes on that? <laughs> I, I don't um, think any of us have that much to say about, or I, I'm putting words in your mouth, but like, those games look cool. It's a new Monster Hunter game on the Switch. Yeah. I'd love to see some more about that and stories. The first one was well received. But yeah, that, you know. Yeah, there's two. There's a there's a, a new exclusive uh Monster Hunter on the Switch. Not a, not a scaled down version of the uh of the last one that came out, but a uh, a freshie which is very interesting and then yeah, a kind of cell shaded looking uh, RPG one, mm. and uh, a couple. Oh no, we, we got to talk about this. Well, yeah, let's let's now that we're on it. Yes. Uh, a sequel to uh, a, a favorite game of yes. uh, one of the hosts of this podcast. One of yes. your games of the year, the original. Yeah, it was. It was up there for sure. It came out in like January of the year and it's just remained high in my esteem the entire 12 months. Fitness Boxing uh, is a fucking great fitness game and Fitness Boxing 2, I couldn't believe this. I, I started watching this direct, <laughs> I think live, right? Did we all watch this together live yeah, yeah, as it was happening? Yeah, we all watched it together, yeah. And I was not expecting anything from it. I was pleasantly surprised by Monster Hunter uh, and fucking <laughs> Fitness Boxing 2. I was like, this is, for me, this whole presentation. Um, it's cool. I think the it was the like, first one's awesome. Yeah. The first two things were Monster Hunter announcements and we were like, because that had been heavily rumoured and we were mm, like, yeah. okay, that's cool. These actually look sick. Because the first two partner directs that they'd done had been, you know, very dull, not not much mm. of interest in them. Like for, WWE for games and shit. Like yeah, that. yeah. Right. <laughs> and so, great, cool. Well, this is already off to a better start. An exclusive Monster Hunter, that's great. And a Monster Hunter RPG, well, it's probably going to be all Drek from here on out. And then <laughs> I believe the very next thing off the off the docket yeah. was Fitness Boxing 2. Yeah, I couldn't fucking believe it. <laughs> so that was can I ask a question? Yes. When was fix Fitness Boxing 1 released? Start of 2019? Yeah, January 2019. What has changed in boxing and fitness <laughs> since January of 2019 to justify the release of a fitness boxing two. So the first one is pretty bare bones. Like there's some elements of like, uh, you can unlock different like outfits and songs and shit like that, but there's not heaps. And I think mm. is it in, no, it was ring fit that introduced the rhythm game. Wasn't it? So it wasn't even fitness boxing that added that functionality, but it does have the potential to, uh, yeah, incorporate, more songs and more different uh, routines and shit like that. Um, I I don't know why. The thing that is confusing to me is I don't know why it's not just a DLC pack. That is pretty weird. Right. Okay. Um, I'll tell you why. Yeah. Cha-ching. Yeah, I mean... The almighty dollar. Bloody Probably. stooges like you, whipping their wallets out. <laughs> <laughs> I. But uh, the, on the other hand... I don't need the sequel. The first one is great. It has everything mm. that you would need in a boxing game. You're right, Nox. It's like, well, yeah, it has a bunch of routines. That re if you do it every single day, you do a daily workout, it modulates what it gives you to do every day. So you're not like 
constantly like working the same muscles you know oh, one day it might be more cardio the next day you're like doing squats you know so it it's like actually a pretty good fitness program and the graphics are fine i don't know what they'd be improving there unless yeah they just go all right well let's license a bunch of different songs because it's all like you know um instrumental versions of like sort of pounding pop songs right to get your boxing to um but whatever mate I'd, I'd, i'll buy it <laughs> I, Songs I am to get to you fitness. boxing to. It's like the CD <laughs> you buy because you forgot it was Mother's Day and you're going yes. through a service station on the way home. Exactly. It's next to like the VB slab of rock. Songs yeah. to get you boxing to. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, fitness boxing is my Mario. I'm I'm a fanboy for it like Tommy is uh, for, for Mario. So yeah. I'm going in. Very exciting. But that was pretty much it. We, I think they'll be more interesting to talk about further down the track, all of those Nintendo Direct games when they're more uh, <coughs> tangible because there's a bunch of other shit mm. that happened this fucking wild-ass week. Yeah. So yes. we, by the time we recorded the episode last week, all three of us had ordered a PS5, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. How many of us have ordered an Xbox Series X? <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna guess zero. I think us? it's zero. Uh, and yeah, it, it's so weird. There's heaps of shit to talk about with this, but just into like, I'm a fucking idiot, and <laughs> I like definitely have. I have two switches. I have shit I don't need, mm. and I justify it to myself because I'm like, a you know, it's a it's something that I it's nice, and I haven't. You know, I don't really splurge on other stuff. And B, for this podcast. And I mm-hmm. couldn't find it in me to figure out why me being in a, you know, pretty privileged position where I've got all this other video game shit would need one of these new Xboxes. Even though I think the pound for pound, they're the best fucking value out of this next generation of consoles. <clears throat> they're becoming almost... The only option if you're not a single person with a shit ton of disposable income or a rich person. Because right. PlayStation right. games are very expensive. They're over $100 now, it looks like, all of them at launch. Uh, the PlayStation itself is more expensive. And, yeah, if, if you are... Uh, like, so, so I think I read somewhere the average person buys eight new games a year. And they obviously eat seven that, spiders as well in their sleep. Did you know that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which you of buy course a, you buy a game for every spider that you eat. You wake up the next day. And you're like, I gotta get a new video game. Both averages are thrown off by the people who a buy lots of games and b eat lots of spiders. <laughs> yeah. I'm the cunt who's <laughs> eating forty spiders every day. <laughs> right. And some people eat no spiders. So you know. <laughs> It all balances out, but yeah, most people don't even, even talk they... to me until I've had my morning spider. <laughs> <laughs> I quit spiders. I I had I knew they were having a bad effect on my system. I had to go cold spider, no spiders. <laughs> but so like, fuck, eight games a year at one hundred and thirty bucks each means mm. you're buying a new PlayStation Five every year, essentially. That's... If the prices don't come down. right, especially when a bunch of those games will be on Game Pass day one. Like yes, a, a lot of so EA, all of those ones are on there now with EA Play, uh, mm-hmm. all of Microsoft's ones obviously, which aren't on um, PlayStation at all, and that's like mm-hmm. Halo and Forza and whatever. And then with the big fucking other news of this week, every Bethesda game, I assume, will be day one on Game Pass as well because Microsoft now owns them. Yes, Zenimax, and it's not necessarily exclusively. But that doesn't matter because, like we've been saying, yeah. this is not about having exclusive access. This is about having access at all, be- being able to play something for one sixteenth or one one hundredth of of your Game Pass subscription because there'll be a bunch of fucking other games there as well. Like the yeah. idea, I think Microsoft is almost in a better position to be like, yeah, Starfield is coming out on both, but it costs $120 on the PS5. And over here, it's completely free. I mean, you've got to buy the console and the Game Pass, but yeah. you get it for the thing you're already paying. And you know what? If, if a console's too much for you, that's fine. Go to Telstra. It's yeah. 30 bucks a month to get a Series S. And you can Those Telstra deals are unreal. So yeah. yeah, here in Australia, I just got this up before when we were talking about the uh, the value um, 
prospect of it. Yeah, a Series X, $46 a month over two, uh, yeah, over 24 months. Mm-hmm. For the, and so you're paying that off per month, and that's the console and um, your Game Pass. Game Pass being so, $21. Yeah. Yeah. Game Pass Ultimate yeah. is $21 a month in normal thing. A lot of people got the sort of bargain pricing that happened as a promo for a while, but it's incredible for for if that's your one place, if you can buy one thing and only that mm. and, you know, money is a factor, which it is to everybody and it is to me and I'm a fucking moron for ignoring that fact as much <laughs> as I do and there's a whole <laughs> bunch of people pounding on my door every day <laughs> Yelling about how much they want to break my legs, but I keep mm-hmm. kicking them out with my functioning legs. <laughs> so it's a vicious cycle for them. But <laughs> like, I, I the the reason I'm in this position too is because I have a good gaming PC now. I'm getting mm-hmm. a PS5. So and Microsoft doesn't give a shit about that. Is the other genius thing is like they're getting my money from me with that PC anyway. Yes, mm. they're getting it with the PC, but they're also getting it if you buy Starfield on PS5. They ta- mm. that's they now own that property. They take right. a licensing fee from that. So and Wolfenstein and Fallout yeah. and fucking a Doom. ton of other games. Doom. Yep. Dishonored. Um, two PS5 timed exclusives. Yeah. Deathloop and uh, Ghostwire Tokyo that they're going to honor because obviously those contracts have been drawn up. But Microsoft mm. is coming into Sony's house and taking a little slice of their pie from underneath them, which is fucking cool. I, yeah, I, I, it's I a great know, there's, move. There's it's a real Game of Thrones about yeah. it. Yeah, hey? very, very Game of Thrones. And I, I mean, there's a, been rumors as well that I've been reading that a Game Pass might be on Switch at some point. So, like, that is pure rumor. That's pure speculation. But it just means they're putting their little tentacles out everywhere and getting a little piece of the pie. It's not a console war. They're just a company that provides a Game Pass service, essentially. Right. Transitioning uh, to that yeah. with the ability to do it on at least Android mobile phones as well mm-hmm. through the, the whatever they call it, their cloud thing. xCloud, yep. xCloud, that's it. Like, it's pretty fucking cool. And it's, it is strange to be in the situation where I am utilising... Almost none of these things. Like I pay for Game Pass. Mm. I already I paid one dollar to upgrade three years worth of live that I bought. So that's actually more like a hundred and fucking eighty dollars or something. But right. I've got that until twenty twenty two because of that promo. So it, it it's really weird to to recognize that this is a really incredible product that I am not the person who needs it right Four. right oh, fuck i said that right. sentence weird five years baby but <laughs> uh, but yeah, i mean I like mean, that's the beauty of it right like if you have an android phone if you have an xbox one s or x if you have a pc then you are getting the benefits of that right. system uh, you don't have to spend 4.99 or uh, what whatever the cheaper one is um I, or 2.99 one. us Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two ninety nine is the so which is like it's so fucking relatively cheap. Yes, but but you, uh, not that it fucking matters because they're all sold out anyway. Like you can't get your hands on one. So that's mm. yeah, that's the other thing, right? Like yes, it, this is good for people who have an existing PC and and those machines that I mentioned, um, and it's also good for people who bought an Xbox Series whatever, but. Mm. That didn't like that availability of of the product or on other platforms did not deter people. It sold out. It sold out as quickly as PlayStation Five, maybe even quicker. Like it was yeah. fucking crazy. It seemed like there was a lot uh, more people that I saw. Maybe it was because of a smaller availability too. Was my impression of it right? But um, there were a lot more people saying they were completely missed out and they tried and they were refreshing pages and all this sort of stuff and it just disappeared. But um, yeah. It they it, like you said, Microsoft. It's it this Bethesda thing or the Zenimax thing of them mm. buying that too. It does remind you that like, oh right, Microsoft is like one of the richest companies in the world. <laughs> yeah, they can afford to and- have a twenty-year plan or whatever the fuck this might even be. Like, mm. they don't yeah, give a shit and- if they don't sell that many Xbox. I mean, they do give a shit. It's a business, but they can take the hit. On the two years of people going, well, I don't need a Series X yes yet because I have a PC. Da da da. But in the future, maybe you're in the Game Pass ecosystem. Maybe you're at the point where you want to upgrade. Like, they can mm. get everyone drip by drip 
in in this fashion. And I don't know, it's just it's a good value for people who are looking to get the most for the least. Yeah. The one thing about this that seems weird to me, I, I do think it's a smart move by them in the sense that, like, yeah, we've talked about um, y- their first party output in the last few years has been kind of lacking, so they do need to do things like this. And I think it's a smart move by them other than the fact that I it's really weird to read that this does not mean exclusivity for... Uh, Xbox, especially if you're spending $7.5 billion on acquiring this company, it, it almost seems like why would you not make part of it that you're a first-party studio now and your games only come out on our service in the future? We I also, guess I'm we sure they can get like a bit of licensing money from... But haven't mm. they kind of said that or inferred that they, that won't really be the case? I mean, you're right, but like the impression I got was that, that that's not how they're looking at it. I The the language of especially um, Todd Howard's post that he made about it, who's the, the head of Bethesda Game Studios, and maybe some high up, who knows, he's a fucking boss over there and not, not a boss is in the cool way. I think he's lame. <laughs> but anyway. He's a boss. Yeah. <laughs> he, we released a buggy version of Fallout 76 like a boss. <laughs> we released your personal information onto the internet for a whole bunch of people to see. Uh, like, like your boss. Yeah. But so he wrote something in the in the post he did about it that um, really heavily seemed to imply that yeah nothing changes in terms of availability. But I don't think Microsoft even I like exclusives might be old fashioned at this point in some ways mm. because like if you if you think of it more like imagine if a movie only came out on Blu-ray. And that's the only way you could get it. You had to pay full Blu-ray price, whatever that is, because I haven't bought one in fucking forever. Yes, there are enthusiasts mm. who will get that because like, well, I want to have a physical disc and this is a good way to own this and it's a great movie, da-da-da. But the vast majority of people are much more interested in the convenience and the price of streaming services. And I think Microsoft mm-hmm. will end up being right about that transitioning to every form of media, including video games. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, if you look at a PS5 I, game I, as though it's a Blu-ray versus Microsoft having a streaming service, it does seem like an antiquity, kind of, at this point. Mm. No, no, yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, I, like, them getting it day one on their service, I, it just seems to me like a a huge amount of money to spend for just having something day, day one on your... Streaming service, I, I yeah, I it I, is. I it don't is. know when. Surely, what you want is for a company that big is for you want to challenge the idea that like anyone who was looking at pre-ordering a PS Five, if they're a big enough Bethesda fan, if you're going to spend that amount of money, to me, it seems like you'd want to be doing that to make no. people seriously reconsider that. But also, like, it, yeah. if if Tencent or whatever had bought Zenimax. We wouldn't be going like, why don't they build their own console and put it out only on that? Like, they still get all the money that Bethesda and Zenimax would have made from the sales of these games in the future. But they're yeah. kind of double dipping in a way, um, which mm. is probably better for them if that is the direction that they end up going in, which, yeah, not really any confirmation either way beyond the two existing PS5 games. Um, but it's exciting. It is the biggest, other than uh, they bought the Clash of Clans people, I think Tencent for a lot of money, and that was bigger but this is the other biggest video mm-hmm. game buyout of all yeah. time. It's crazy. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. PS5 and Xbox, move. there's a ton of good games to play both now and in the future for varying prices. That's my very accurate and comprehensive <laughs> wrap-up of the situation. <laughs> Wherever you go, my dude, you're going to have a game to play. <laughs> <laughs> so just have at the fun very least, with it, man. We're all playing the game of life, and yeah, it's the dude. hardest game of all. The um, only place you shouldn't play games is in a relationship, okay? So you love each other, can't you see that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would be hypocritical to really emphasize this as being a positive point 
because I hate monopolies and I hate Disney. And when Disney acquired Fox and Marvel and everything, people were like, oh, now X-Men can cross over with Spider-Man and shit. But uh, I think the acquisition of Xenomax means that Obsidian and Bethesda are now technically under the same umbrella. They are. Which means they can can do New Vegas 2, they can work together on Fallout-style RPGs. Like, a lot of people have been pointing out that, yeah, now Microsoft is the RPG platform or, or yeah. whatever, not platform even. That seems like a outdated term. You're right, Knox. Like, but that's they are fantastic RPG makers. Bethesda less so lately, but that's still that's another cool thing about this. I saw somebody, I think, in our Facebook group float the idea of, hey, give Halo to id. And, like, mm. that's fucking mm. awesome. Yes. It's like... It, it, yeah. That that would potentially be very cool, but uh, who who knows? It, it was such a surprising piece of news, and the first time in recent memory that I can remember finding out about news from the official source first. <laughs> I, ooh, yeah, very good point. Very not even good a point. whisper of it before it. Like, yeah, yeah. I found out from yeah. Xbox's Instagram story, which yeah. was fucking weird as hell. Yeah. To be like, is this real? Fuck. That's, it's interesting yeah, wow. too that, like in the you know previously the last what two, maybe even three generations perhaps it's always been, you know Nintendo kind of do their own thing and then you have um, PlayStation and Xbox are kind of sort of running the same race but this like Xbox really going hard on selling the Game mm-hmm. Pass and the way that they're doing things and the value prospect you you essentially have three. All, all three of them kind of doing taking a very different approach for right. really mm. the first time ever. Like Xbox kind of going like, sure, we'll you know there'll there'll still be third party stuff that comes out on on both. And for a lot of people, it's it's purely just down to a matter of taste. Which console do you like? But to mm-hmm. see them kind of break out and go, hey, let's just start to do a bit of this kind of running our own race thing. Like let's mm-hmm. just change the game up and not just be releasing a console that is more or less as powerful as as the competition and a lot of the same games come out of it on disc form on the mm. same day let's just really shake it up and see how that pans out that makes things very exciting mm. that you do yes. have these three completely different and whatever fits in with your lifestyle yeah you want the value proposition of the streaming service you want the console on the go or you just you know you're you like the sony exclusives and you know you you're more a bit of a traditionalist yeah 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 with the pc as well like if you have infinite money the best thing to do is to buy like a 3080 well if you've got infinite money get a 3090 i guess but if you've got like a 3090 ti or whatever the fucking (laughs) yeah if you've got a you know a high amount of money and you don't go get a 3090. They don't look that much better. But the 3080s, they <laughs> they look pretty fucking cool. But you get one of them, you get a PC, you get a PS5 for the exclusives that'll come out of it on it, and you get a Switch. That's the, yeah, the, the yes. best you can play yeah. any video game that comes out. That's the Infinity Machine. Oh, then- <laughs> also you get an Oculus Quest 2, which I have pre-ordered. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. When do they come out? Like yeah. Start of October, right? Yeah, yeah, a few weeks from cool. now. Um, we'll, we'll talk so that's about your, them. yeah, your VR headset that can connect to a PC as well. Uh, so I apparently am the one percent. I have all of yeah. them. <laughs> I want to do some 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 more VR shit too. But like, yeah, then like mid- medium, you like you get a PS5. Pretty much every game will come out on there. You don't play Halo, but all the exclusives will. Yeah. And like maybe if you're upper medium, you get a Switch too for a couple of Zeldas or whatever. And then mm. if you're on a budget. Fuck a Series S is an <laughs> yeah. amazing fucking proposition. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. To, mm. to, to be able to pay 20 whatever dollars a month to have that thing is fucking huge. Yeah. On a yep. top of the brain thing. And I'm sure people are sick of us evangelizing about something that we're not actually getting. But <laughs> it's like exactly what you said, Tommy. It's really cool that there's three pillars and PC still mm. exists sort of in a separate realms kind of. Yeah, it just makes analysing this stuff going forward week to week on this podcast a bit more interesting to see how mm. it all kind of um, shakes out. And and like all of it is, it's it's very appealing, like the idea too of 
even if you commit to buying everything digital so you don't have to leave to go to the store, just the simple thing of not even having to think about or worry about getting onto the online e-store and, mm. you know, hitting hitting pre-order and, and paying that money and see it come out of your account, just knowing that it's going to be there, it's going to show up in the library day and date when it's out. Like that is, you know, like the idea that, you know, it's always kind of nice when um, – there's something on, you know, one of the streaming services that you, you know, you saw the date when it was coming out and you're excited for it to come out. And then mm. you maybe like the day after you remember like, oh, fuck, that's out today. That'll be on there. And just like chucking on the TV and just firing up the movie. Like that's mm. always like a nice feeling when you've kind of like forgotten about the date and being able to have that with, you know, the video games that you're interested in without having had to remember to get on and pre-order and pay the pay the price and everything like just this this constantly kind of on and updating library is yeah I, I mean the more we talk about it the more it, it just starts to make the other companies look uh, just dated and foolish for not yeah, coming to the party with it and especially <laughs> now that Sony are you know kicking off a generation not doing that it's kind of harder for them to um to kind of walk back on that and well, and they and, just don't have you know, the money to burn now. in that initial phase, right? Like, yeah, Microsoft yeah. did take the big fucking hit, but also they're Microsoft, so who gives mm. a fuck? If it makes them money 10 years down the road, then it's worth doing. They've got the pockets deep enough to do it, so they are in a unique position to be able to pull this off. Anyway, we've been doing this for five years and we figured out what streaming is, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's exciting. I'm being, I, I feel I, like. You know, obviously a lot of what's going on this year. I haven't been that excited about the new generation of games and I've been like a bit, oh, you know, I guess it's not that different. But I'm fucking pumped now. I kind of want to buy an yeah. Xbox still. They look so fucking cool. <laughs> it, it. I mean, yeah, the, surely you should be cancelling your PlayStation pre-order and getting an Xbox Series X. But it's. Uh, <laughs> I agree. It's. It's. I. I haven't really had much mental capacity to... Like you know, because I think get excited about stuff mm. in general, especially something like video games, which is fun but trivial. But I think we're coming out of this lockdown. The sun's shining. It's a new generation. We've <laughs> hit five fucking years. Um, it's yeah, it's it's exciting. I agree. It's, it's very exciting. It's so weird to think about how much time I'm going to spend indoors playing Cyberpunk immediately after this. I lockdown. know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I uh, yeah, yeah I I said this in uh, after we talked last week about the PlayStation Five reveal and everything. I said in the um, Patreon group, I think in reply to something that you had posted, Ben, that uh, yeah, I realised that uh, the the date that that PlayStation Five comes out is, I think, a week after. Um, fingers crossed, if everything goes to plan, we'll we'll be kind of like properly starting to be let out of lockdown and like no, the idea it's of like ever wanting to sit in front of the bit, TV yeah. again. It, uh, yeah. Isn't it October 26 is when you can hopefully start having friends over and some venues? Again? I, kind anyway, of, but with the houses, we don't need to get into the minutiae, but like... Sure, sure. Yeah, not really. But it's like the end of November less, that we're properly... Yeah. Starting to be able to... And so, yeah, the idea of ever wanting to be on the couch in front of the TV again is uh, mm. is, is just <laughs> like... I know, I man. Know, but yeah. I'll be in yeah. the Titan in front of the monitor. Um, but yeah you love to see some big moves and i I saw today on twitter there was like a bunch of um you know people love trying to start like fake leaks and fake rumors and stuff and like people going like oh you know oh now so oh yeah it's about to be announced sony's bought you know fucking capcom or whatever like Mm. just trying to trying to get people (laughs) really riled up which uh yeah, I don't think uh, I. I don't really think a a, a a move like that is. You know, I I don't think that's something that's going to start really happening across the board. It is weird um, to be in that console wars mentality at this point too, because like obviously these companies are competing in a way, but also they like we were saying before occupy such different spaces now yeah. that there's. A lot of re- it's it's way less of the Mega Drive versus Super Nintendo type of thing where it's like yeah. two versions of someone trying to do the same thing. Mm. It's three and then with PC four, pretty fucking different approaches, which is cool as hell. Yeah, yeah. like we said, mm. and I think they they probably look at uh, you know Microsoft probably look at how much they 
they keep getting brought into the conversation of yeah they they you know their exclusives and their first party titles get compared to those of Sony and you know and and so yeah I can I can definitely see how that would potentially be a motivation for going okay well let's just get off the grid let's yeah. just start to completely yeah run our own race the um uh com- like think back to what 7 years ago now and when the PS4 and the Xbox One were coming out compared to now, there's a pretty equal amount of noise about everything going on to my ears. Mm. I'm not sure if that's accurate yeah. or that'll play out in the numbers of it and all that sort of thing. But a lot of people seem to be very excited about playing video games, which I tell you what, I'm against it. <laughs> <laughs> I did see one thing uh, during the week that um, sales of the Xbox One X had gone up oh, by... Yeah. I think seven hundred and fifty percent. Yeah, that which is maybe suggested that people and you know, like I, I know the they way you had free. a lot of. <laughs> I know the way you had a lot of other problems, but certainly straight mm. out of the gate, giving it that name was, you know, one of the first indicators that something was going to go horribly awry here. So you would hope that this isn't a similar thing where everything that we're saying about how positive and great all this Game Pass stuff is and these right. acquisitions are doesn't end up being all for naught because people just d- walk into a store and they do not even know what the fuck they're meant to be buying, which is, uh, yes. you know, it, it, is, it is such a bad name. It is just such a terrible yeah. fucking name. It's not great. <laughs> and, like, for yes, like you say, for all the good things we're saying Microsoft has done, the two things old Bill Gates has fucked up is the names and creating the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> it's so pretty. I don't believe that, by the way. It's fucked that I have the impulse to have to tell people that I don't believe Bill Gates created the co- yeah. coronavirus, but that's the world we live in at the moment. So <laughs> I was joking. Yeah. We believe um, in the virus. We yeah. believe it should cleanse the earth. And that we should start anew. <laughs> we all believe that. <laughs> um, let's just quickly uh, pivot. Before we wrap up, do you want to quickly talk, Ben, about something that you and I played uh, mm. during the week that was um, uh, kind of highlighted and then um, immediately released following the uh, Partner Direct th- uh, for Nintendo that we were talking about earlier is uh, Hades, which has been available on the PC for a little while. Um in, in you know, it feels like people have been talking about this for a little while because it was in beta yes. for quite some time. And um, it was on the Epic Game Store for like a year and a half, I think, right. and then it came to to Steam in an early access form. And um, and I assume it's a proper full release now on on the Switch. Proper yeah. full release, and I believe you can do cross saves um, with your PC ah. version of it uh, on the Switch, which is cool. But uh, yeah, I started playing this uh, during the week. It's a um, it's a rogue rogue like uh, a dungeon crawler where you are uh, trying to escape from Hades and uh, yeah you die again and again and again you have certain weapons and stuff that you acquire that carry over um, through each run but it is one of those games uh, it's a style of game that I don't typically gravitate towards uh, but so many people spoke so highly of this that uh, I decided to go in, and uh, I am really, really enjoying it. I think it's really great. Um, how are you enjoying it in broad strokes? Oh yeah, it's it's the only roguelike game I've ever enjoyed. It reminds me so so much of the original Diablo and Diablo Two in that sort of um, gothic horror style this obviously has the ancient greek element to it as well but mm-hmm. just yeah top down sort of ancient medieval slash you know well slash em up style um yep. a bit of, bit of humor a bit of character to it but mostly you're just going from room to room using abilities and the weapon of your choice to fuck up a bunch of enemies and the enemies sort of change every time well they change every with every room and they change with every run but they'll so, sort of like sometimes they'll be like a slightly harder one uh, with fewer numbers or there'll be um, different ones as you get further in and it sort of becomes this like rock, paper, scissors challenge of like, oh, this level has this type enemy type and this enemy type and like these traps. And so approaching that, you know, instantaneously trying to figure out what the best approach is and constantly keep moving and shit. It's just, it's just a fun old school feeling hack yep. and slash game. It's just so yep. simple and so fun. Yeah. It's got a really cool like comic book 
sort of style, like look and feel to it. And I always think it's nice in a game like this when uh, contextually in the world of the game, there is a reason for why you would keep resetting every Mm. time you die. I always think that's kind of when it's not just like, oh, yeah, you start again. You know, you, you... uh, you die and then you emerge in this kind of sort of lounge room where, um, yep. you know, you you crawl out of this pool and your um your dad is there going like, oh, I tried to escape again and fucked mm. it up again, did you? Well, you know, good stuff. And he's kind of like mocking you. He's like, you know, do you do your worst? Have another go. Um, mm. and you know, there's kind of people loitering around there. You you kind of get little bits of storyline mm-hmm. stuff that slightly progresses the more sort of runs that you do so it doesn't feel like completely disposable all these runs there is a yep. degree of um of of like progress that you make through it uh yeah it's 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 so moorish like just uh, you know doing a run and go I'll just do one more and then you you get enough of the currency in that run to buy a new one of the weapons and yeah you know then you go well i've got you know i've got to try that out i've got to have another go and see what this you know um javelin is like or you know whatever it is <laughs> well the satisfaction but, uh, of getting to a new sort of reaching a new furthest point a new personal best yes is extremely high because it and it's you know it's similar to early platforming games where you see your own progress in the amount of times you die or the distance that you you make it to it's like it's like playing super mario 1 you start to realize how much better you are at the game because of how far you are into it it's mm. like such an, a classic test of your own improvement but yeah it's so satisfying to actually see it unfold in front of you to get to like the next fucking ridge and see like oh this must be the next area or the next level you know the next segment right is is very very rewarding and i don't like most roguelike games because i just hate that repetition and i hate being stuck you know not getting to see more of a game but yeah. this one i think everything about it is so well done it's so fun to play that I am getting further and I am getting to see it and, and it is, yeah, that perfect little uh, And it's a, yeah, it's a cool setting. Of, it's a cool yeah. world. It's, it's, the atmosphere is great. The music is great. The, um, and yeah, the combat just feels really satisfying. It's really mm. fluid. Uh, yeah, I, I would, yeah, if, even if you've never liked one of these styles of games before, I definitely would, uh, would recommend it. I think it's, it's well worth a look. It's, yep. uh, it's, Really, really, really well done. Agreed. Yeah. Um, awesome. Hades nuts. <laughs> <laughs> now you go back to the start and try that again. <laughs> For the listener at home, we saw Adam while we were talking. He got the notepad out and he was um, <laughs> writing down ideas and then kind of crossing them out. Yeah, and he was screwing his up the pages of paper and, and throwing them in the, the <laughs> trash can. <laughs> Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Then at some point I put a gun in my own mouth and pulled the trigger. Yep. Yep. That was the noise that you heard. (laughs) Wheeled out the whiteboard, covered it in stuff, flipped it over on the second side, just, oh, boy. Flipped it back over and the first side was empty again and I was like... (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, let's uh, let's wrap it up for another week on Filthy Casuals. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. You can head to filthycasuals.com.au where you can find the links to our Patreon. You can get a bonus episode every week. You can find our premium Bandcamp episodes. You can find our social media. You can find our video stuff that we've done. We've done Mm. a couple of Let's Play series. We also did some sketches recently for a a PAX panel that we've been uploading onto the YouTube channel. And uh, thank you to everyone who's watched them and sent us nice things about them. But, uh, yeah, go check all that stuff out. Uh, yeah, if we'll you're a, if you're an international listener who's been uh, either asking us to do online live shows or asking us to come visit you in previous years, obviously, um, go check out. It's on our YouTube. It's called Filthy Direct, an E3 replacement, I believe. It is basically a live show. It's it's the, it's the live show that we did this year. Um, it's fun. It's good. People have said it's funny and good, so I believe them. Um, but go yep. watch it on YouTube. Give it a share around if you want to get people into the show. That might be a, a fun way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, check all that stuff out. We got uh, 
We got more. We'll be back next week. There's a and yeah, boy oh boy, what a I sent you guys this the other day, but uh, I did a I I I I I don't know why I did this, but I sat down and just d- did up a little document of everything that was coming out oh, in the yeah. next uh, until the end of the year that we're even vaguely interested and uh, the world mm. might be burning but video games keep going uh so oh, yeah w- yeah we got we got plenty to talk about coming up i'm excited about crash bandicoot 4 in a couple of weeks mm. um yeah there's there's plenty of stuff coming up so uh yeah we'll see you next week uh but until then as we say here at the end of every episode of filthy casual <laughs> um xbox.com to see how microsoft sold out Go to patreon.com slash filthy casuals pod to see how we sold out. <laughs> very good. Seeing your mouth. And I mouthed the word the fuck before. Very, very I, I had forgotten about having to hey do that. nuts. Hey these nuts. <laughs> My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.